Hey guys, as an independent podcast, we here at Dead Curious are so lucky to have the support of the following people on Patreon. Brad Medeiros, Michael Sadie, Denise and Donovan Harvey, and Cindy VZ. If you would like to become a patron, follow us on the social meds, or share a story with us, visit deadcurious.co.za to find out more. this thing called again <laughs> how do we do this wow <laughs> hello everybody hello uh, you are you are listening to dead curious the podcast where two sisters sit down and talk about strange things yeah that's us my, yeah my, my name is roxanne I'm my name is sister Oh shit! All right, Jessica, the younger interrupty <laughs> sister. That's me. We're a bit rusty, y'all. Apologies. It's, it's it's been a while since we've done this, and we apologize for that. But we're back and hoping to to um, upload with some normality, more regularly. Yeah. yeah. I did have news. Mm-hmm. I did forget what it was. Oh. Oh, wait, yes, I remember. Mm-hmm. So, for all of y'all that like to read, we have a blog now. Mm-hmm. It's still pretty lame. I'm still figuring this blog thing out. But uh, we will be putting some of our stories into a blog format for your enjoyment. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and it's nice in there we can put some more links to where we found the info. Um, I also really wanted to be able to show christine's stories in context Mm. as very often we just post her pictures and give a little snippet of what's going on where Mm. i actually when we give her things to draw and we give her a brief on what to draw we just give little snippets of the story so now i can put it in um in the section that i was actually drawing inspiration from for the brief Mm. so that that's the idea behind it there is one up and available on our website where you can also share a story. It's dead curious at no nothing at nothing. It's deadcurious.co.za. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> I forgot what our, our website. It's it will be in in the show notes though. So don't don't cite me. Don't quote me. Um, but mm-hmm. it will be there. Okay. So another nice thing about having the blog and like all of the information and the links and stuff that we have there is that. For some of the stories, especially with like serial killers and stuff like that, um, you we can't really fit all of the information in one episode. Yes. Because there's so much and there's some people who don't want to hear all of, you know, like the gross details mm. and then you get people that do. So having mm. an opportunity to put all of the links and stuff in there allows the listeners to go and, you know, look at the details that we might not be able to put in the episode as well. So it can just give mm. you some more in-depthness. Grossness. Yeah. <laughs> so you can experience what we did. <laughs> yeah. So I know there are some people that actually get disappointed when they listen to true crime and stuff and they don't go over the grisly detail. And yeah. I'm like, I personally don't like hearing that, so I don't like talking about it. Yeah. Reading it's enough. <laughs> yeah. I'll cover I'll cover what I think is necessary for the narrative. Mm-hmm. Um, so sometimes I'm a bit more detailed than other times, but in general, no. Mm. Uh, anyway. Um, but I suppose we are a, what do you call it, like a, a macabre podcast, like a creepy podcast. So we should probably like start talking about some creepy things. Yeah. And stop wasting these people's time. Yeah, I think that's <laughs> a good idea. Okay, so are you still doing the story that you mentioned to me you were going to do? Okay, then I think I'm going to start because I'm doing a little bit more of a light-hearted, fun 
little something something. So this week, instead of a story, I will actually be going over a cute little list um, I found while deep diving the web. I got I got into a couple of like um, YouTube rabbit holes the past like two weeks. <laughs> I do that every day bro <laughs> no but like i've been going deep deep and um i was like looking at stuff that was like discovered in unusual places and uh one of the things i came across which i've decided to turn into a podcast episode today is things that were found frozen in siberia Ooh. uh-huh oh okay um I'm thinking there's there's actually a really cool story I want to tell you. It has nothing to do with Russia or Siberia or anything, but it's such a cute, scary story. But I'm wondering if I must tell it to you now, or maybe we should just do it as, like, a bonus for our patrons. Okay, because it's, like, such a creepy story. Like, Jax and I were listening to the story yesterday, and we were both like... Ooh. Uh, I think. Okay, I, tell me. Okay, tell me now. Must tell, tell me, me now. now. Okay, let me tell you now. Yeah, tell me now. Okay, okay. okay. So, um, to y'all who follow us on Patreon, go over to Patreon. You can hear the story there. But for everyone who's not on Patreon, sorry, we gotta give something to the peeps that support. You know. Yeah. But you can also join us on Patreon. Details on our website. Okay, let's go. We'll be back after the break. <laughs> Okay, hey guys, we're back. Thanks for waiting. Okay, so let me begin. One of the things that they found in the permafrost was worms. Uh, with global warming and stuff, like a lot of the permafrost is actually melting and causing like havoc in Siberia. But um, it also means that we're discovering a lot of like interesting things that was hiding in there. One of these things was actually some worms. And uh, these worms had been dead and frozen for about, they estimated, like 42,000 years. Ooh. But the interesting thing was, when they thawed out the worms, they came back to life. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. I heard about that. That's disgusting. Uh, one of the things that they found as recent as 2016 that was exposed from melting permafrost was anthrax. But an ancient yeah. strain of anthrax. So it's not even like modern day anthrax that we know how to like treat and handle it was like a thousand year old version of anthrax and it actually ended up killing one boy and led to the culling of over 250,000 reindeer that got exposed to the stuff uh, as if covid wasn't enough now you want thousand year old anthrax fucking scientists <laughs> no it wasn't a scientist it was global warming <laughs> no, i'm just joking so no but i mean who's investigating the thousand year old anthrax um so yeah you're thinking okay anthrax that's pretty lethal worms okay wait they're living organisms can other organisms survive other poisonous things survive and the answer is yes there have been ancient viruses that have laid dormant in siberia's permafrost for hundreds and thousands of years and with global warming these viruses are slowly but surely resurfacing and guess what we have no immunity built up against them Mm, I kind of disappeared there. So, <laughs> so we have no immunity built up against them and we don't have any medicines to cure it. So that's something to look forward to. <laughs> Kill it with fire. <laughs> what, like the whole of Siberia? All of, just burn it all. <laughs> it's, not, it's not worth it. We'd like, oh man, we're struggling like with COVID. You want to have like 50 billion other freaking things that we can't treat and okay well there is a bit of a problem you can't exactly burn it because my next item on the list is about um lake um oh i didn't actually look up how to say this so let me just wing it and then our russian listeners are going to be like (laughs) lol um lake baikal now this lake is the deepest lake in the world and to put it in perspective this single lake holds 22% of the entire world's fresh water. So this this lake is massive, okay? And it's frozen for pretty much half the year every year. So six months out of every year, it's completely frozen over. And in 2010, strange circles began to appear 
in the ice. It's not like a little circle here and there, nay, nay. These were like massive parking lot sized concentric circles. So they came from the center and worked out in like a pattern. This must be the work of aliens. Unfortunately, it wasn't. It was the work of artist. Um, his name was Jim uh, Denevin, I think. And it was like the largest geo-art piece of its kind in the world. But if that bummed you out because it wasn't like an alien thing, don't worry, I got you. I got yeah. you, boo, I got you. Okay. <laughs> because from out of space in the International Space Station, astronauts have reported seeing naturally formed circles that are like popping up in the lake but it's like in the actual lake and in the actual ice it's not on the top like this artist was doing mm. so there are circles there so it does make you think mm. what's that about so something a little less alien and i'm 100 percent you and probably all of our listeners have heard about this it is the baby woolly mammoth oh this woolly mammoth is so well preserved that she still has like this reddish fuzzy hair all over her body and they were even able to find blood in her veins. <gasps> wow. Yeah, so it's like there's some like soft tissue and stuff that has survived in this mammoth, right? And I think they said that mammoths actually went extinct. Like the, the oldest mammoths lasted until about 4,000 years ago. Mm. But basically they've been extinct for a very long time. And now with this blood comes the possibility of cloning. So researchers are currently debating... Um, or at least it's rumored that the de they're debating whether or not cloning should be happening of the mammoth. I, <laughs> to be honest, um, I'd be shocked if it if there isn't already a cloned mammoth in a test tube somewhere. Like I feel yeah. like that's definitely something they're gonna do. Like this is Jurassic Park definitely happening right now, except mm. with a cute furry little elephant. Well, it's not gonna be little for long. Yeah, but I don't think <laughs> mammoths got as big as like the African elephant. Did they? Mm. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I mean, back then a gecko was probably the size of but an I, elephant, so who knows? I right? do like the, <laughs> I do like the idea of a furry elephant. That's kind of cute. Yeah. Anyway, but I'll pop up pictures of this mammoth. It's actually really cool. They actually even took it on tour around the world so that people could see it, and it literally looks like a a furry. It just looks a little bit thin. It's like a thin furry elephant it's just that the face is kind of decomposed a bit but the rest of its body Ugh. like even it's even got the little pads on its feet still mm -hmm. yeah so it's like it's actually really well preserved it's, it's quite amazing and uh yeah thank you siberia for you know keeping that little little bugger safe for us mm. if you thought i was done you were wrong because aliens <laughs> okay well to be exact alien in October of 2017, a man discovered the dead body of an alien frozen in the snow. So, Don't even lie. Yeah, I'll send you the video. Um, so as oh, any yes. reasonable person would do, he recorded his findings and he sold it to a TV network where this video received national news coverage and spread like wildfire on the YouTube. The footage was taken near the village of Kamensk, in, Rush, in the Russian Republic of Buratia. So this footage, I will put a link to it in the show notes, but basically the footage shows what appears to be this little humanoid body, maybe less than a meter in height, um, laying in the snow. It has like a skeletal head with like these big round eye holes. You know, it's, it's basically like you're, you're like any sort of alien depiction really it's mm -hmm. like got the skeletal head giant like eye socket things and there's got this long thin naked little body and one Ugh. leg is missing it's like one of the legs oh. have been ripped off so the two guys uh filming the video um it's in russian so i, I don't know what they're saying but uh, you can hear they're quite emotional and they're making comments off screen and apparently they're busy in the in the video what they're saying is they're explaining how they found this this um, body a couple hours ago and then they like then they decided to record it and it's very clear that this alien thing that they found is is very dead and it's been dead for a while mm. so yeah so that's in a nutshell what the video is uh, go check it out yourself um if you don't mind seeing like a little decomposing 
ripped apart thing. Anyway, so um, local media reported that there were numerous UFO sightings in the area in March of that year. Uh. However, they were attributed to bomb testing at a nearby mm. military range. But we've heard this before. It's the same thing they said about the Dyklov Pass, you know? Mm. So it's like whenever people are like, ah, military testing, I'm like, seriously? Anyway, loads of people are like, hey, we saw UFOs. Military's like, hey, we were testing shit. So the chief editor of the local newspaper actually initially thought that this footage was of the body of a mutilated infant in oh. the video. So in a panic, he pol- he actually alerted the police. And officers then immediately actually started to investigate this video. So they identified the alleged author and they went to this man's house and began interrogating him and, inquest- and questioning him about this infant's body. The man, who's now, who was now at this point understandably quite scared, <laughs> confessed yeah. to he confessed to faking the discovery, and he reportedly showed the police a fake alien corpse that he painted, I quote, an alien color <laughs> to prove this. Apparently, the alien. Okay. Apparently, the alien in the video. Now, remember, I'm going to put the link in the description in the show notes. Go look mm-hmm. at it. Because he's saying that this alien was made of chicken skin and bread. Okay. And I don't see it. Now, I wa- I I did fine art. Like, I majored in, like, sculpture and painting and stuff, okay? Because I wanted mm-hmm. to be able to make stuff. Like, my initially, one of my ideas for a career was to be, like, a props master or props creator for, for oh, um, TV so or movies. Cool. Yeah, it just was a lot of work, so... <laughs> anyway so so i'm looking at this thing and like if it's made of bread and chicken skin then kudos this guy did a freaking good job but um yeah basically at this point this guy's just trying to show them that he's not like mutilating children that this was like you know not real so he just got off with like a talking to because he didn't actually break any laws but yeah so although this footage is claimed to be fake, it wouldn't be the first time media and government has covered shit up. So mm. you decide. Guys, look at the link if you're willing. And then please let us know what you think. I can't imagine making anything like any form of solid out of bread and chicken skin. And look, it was in the snow. It was in the snow, so maybe it like froze a little. I don't know. No, well, it would just make the bread soggy, wouldn't it? I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, we don't have snow here, so I can't tell. Mm, true. Don't know how snow works. <laughs> That's so sad, but it's true. I know. <laughs> so back to my list. I'm down to my last two items. Okay. Although the last item is more than one item. You'll see what I mean. (laughs) So next thing is this weird little creature thing. It's like, I don't even know what to call it. It's like a fossilized animal. It looks like a a mummified something. I don't actually know how to put it into (laughs) words, but this thing kind of looks like a biltong jerky dog with a seal face, long legs, and like a ferret body. I don't even know. I can't, I don't know if... I'm going to give this description to Christine and see what she comes up with, but I will actually post... <laughs> a biltong jerky dog. <laughs> it's a, a biltong jerky dog with a seal face, long legs, and a ferret body. Imagine. Don't give her any reference pictures and just see what she does and see if it matches. That's what I do every week. That's what I she's do. like <laughs> crazy good at doing what we tell her to. <laughs> okay. Okay, I'm going to see what she says. But like, okay, but that's basically what it looks like, guys. I will post it on our social media. I'll post it in the blog. Yes, yes, you must see the blog. Okay, I'm going to post this yeah. in the blog as well. So go check out the blog. But after Christine's done the drawing. After, no, I won't tell Christine that the blog's up yet. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. So, <laughs> and then I'll put it side by side, what she drew and what the actual thing looks like. Okay, cool, cool. Anyway, so this found this thing. So, um, first of all, scientists don't know what this thing is. It's like an undocumented ancient animal. Um, mm. But what they do know is that this thing is old, like really old, like older than mammoth old, Mesozoic era old. 
Okay, oh. which is older than mammoth. It's estimated to be between 66 and 252 million years old. Holy duty. So much older than than any mammoth. And this thing is very well preserved. Don't know what the hell it is, but it's well preserved. So now that brings me to the last, not least, but probably the the best, the best item on my list. Okay. It's the one that our listeners will appreciate the most, I think. Okay. So in March of 2018, well, was that like three years ago, near the city of Habarovsk, a hand was found in the snow. Ooh. A dismembered human hand. Nice. So then they found another one. Oh, wow. And another one. <gasps> Bruh. And another one. Oh, no. And another one. Oh, I like it. All in all. <laughs> wow, you're fucked up. <laughs> you're a like weird <laughs> chick. Okay, so all in all, 27 pairs of Ooh. dismembered hands were found lined up in neat rows under the snow. And they were okay. wrapped in bandages and those shoe covers that surgeons and stuff wear when they're going to rooms. Those little plastic oh. shoe covers. So yeah. so the hands were wrapped in that stuff. But that's not all. Soon after the hands were exhumed, a bag containing 54, 5, 4, 54 severed human heads was found frozen in the snow. Wow. And to this okay. day, nobody knows... Oh, there's no who, No one knows who the people are oh. or where they came from. So the leading theory here is that it was probably some cadavers that were from medical students that was just sort of like mm, what do you call it? Possible. No, that's that's the leading theory. That they just sort of discarded the stuff in the Siberian wilderness, but it doesn't really explain Careless. Doesn't explain <laughs> why they decided to neatly place the hands in rows and stuff it could have been like one of those um i don't know what you call them but you know those things where they have dead bodies in different situations to see how they how they decompose but this was in the snow i don't think things can really decompose much in the snow do you know do you know what this um this hand thing reminds me of um, I'm sure you've heard about it, but um, where was it? It was in Canada or something, I think. Where all those shoes... No, it was around the world. Shoes were oh, washing yeah, up. Feet. Yeah, yeah, shoes were washing up on land with, with feet in them. I huh? thought about that as well. Because there was a lot. There were a lot of those. Yeah, th yeah, they thought that it was just shoes. And then I think someone actually like picked it up and saw there was a foot inside it. And they were like... Ugh. Oh my gosh, that reminds me of another story. Oh. Um, I think we're going to have to do another put in the bonus segment. Okay. Okay, music. Hey guys, we're back. Sorry about that. Won't happen again, hopefully. I've just, like I said, I've been going down rabbit holes and I'm just remembering stories upon stories and it's just like all up in my head and I haven't actually written anything down. <laughs> so I don't feel like I can do a full episode in any of these stories. I can just retell them. Um. But yeah, hopefully our yetis, slitty yetis, enjoyed that. But with that, my throat is extremely tired. Um, my voice is extremely tired. Jess, I believe you have a thrilling story for us. Okay, so today I'm going to tell you about a man. He's not a very nice man. He was, in fact, a very bad man. And he's known as... The Red Ripper. Dun, dun, dun. Ooh, cool name, cool name. I'm telling you about um, a serial killer, if you hadn't figured that out. <laughs> <laughs> well. So, his name was Andrei Chikatilo, and he was born in the Ukraine in 1936. Okay, so now, just giving you a heads up, because this is a serial killer, and you know I like to go into, like, the backgrounds of these serial killers there's gonna be some not so nice things brought up you know maybe if you're 
uh, a sensitive listener, you know, just like giving you a bit of a warning, listener discretion is advised. So, uh, if you are a new listener and you haven't heard my storytelling of a criminal or killer, then just know that I tend to focus more on like the person than the actual murders. So, you know, just a warning, because there are people who prefer to hear all about the gruesome deaths and stuff, Mm. but social work background makes me tend to focus on the person. So, there's a heads up for that as well. Okay, so, he was born in Ukraine in 1936. So during this time, the country was experiencing extreme mass famine. Many of the farmers were struggling due to the fact that Stalin basically made a policy that peasant farmers had to give up their entire crop for um, nationwide distribution. So this left the people in Ukraine starving. Mm. It was so bad that there were rumors that people had even resorted to cannibalism in order to survive. That escalated quickly. Look, they when when I say they were starving, they were starving. Mm. And many children went missing during this time. Oh, no. And Don't say that after cannibalism. <laughs> well, it's believed that they were kidnapped by desperate people as the source of no. food. There were a lot of common rumors going around of people finding, like, fingertips <gasps> and random body parts in like soup and stews when they had dinner with no. families and like gatherings and things like oh, that no. it really makes my hand thing like so small in comparison <laughs> i was like beat that jess yeah. 27 hands and 54 heads fingertips in soup oh, bro disgusting. <laughs> yeah look those kinds of rumors of people like actually identifying body parts in soups and stews i don't know how true that is but um, apparently it's fairly well known that cannibalism may or may not have been a thing. Because of like the mass famine and stuff, the likelihood of at least some people resorting to cannibalism isn't like completely out of the realm of possibility. Yeah. But I don't know if it was like that common of a thing where people would regularly go over to like a friend or relative's home and just find body parts in their food. Anything, like, more than zero times is a lot for cannibalism. <laughs> Anything more than zero Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, so, Andre's mother told him similar stories about cannibalism in order to keep him from wandering around outside, which, like, I get it, but also if cannibalism wasn't a thing, that's a bit extreme. Mm. But anyway, she told him that he had an older brother who was kidnapped and eaten by the neighbors. What? Though it is impossible to tell if this brother ever existed at all. He did have a younger sister, but at this time his father was away at war, so it wasn't possible for his father to impregnate her. (gasps) So this is where there might be a little bit of a sensitive topic coming up Mm, here. Okay. Records say... That a German soldier came to their home and raped his mother. Oh, shit. And being that they lived in a one-bedroom home, it's very likely that Andre witnessed it happening. Oh, shit. Or at least part of it. Oh, shit. So, as you can imagine, he had a very lonely, unhappy, traumatizing, and difficult childhood. Yeah. His life at school wasn't that much better. He was a fairly small and weak boy. So he was constantly bullied by the other boys at school. And his bullying experience got worse after his father was taken prisoner by the Nazis during the war. Now, at the time, you either came back from the war successful or you died in battle. Mm. Anyone who was taken as a prisoner was considered a coward or traitor that was captured on purpose. So, of course, after learning about this coward that his father was he was bullied even more oh shit he was however a very clever student and he graduated at the top of his class so his studies were going very well he got good marks and you know i guess that's like a positive but considering all the negative stuff that happened it's like a very very small positive Mm. due to being alone a lot of the time as a result of bullying and things like that, he became somewhat of an awkward and strange person in his adult life. He had some self-esteem issues and he didn't like himself very much. 
And this got a lot worse in his teenage years when his relationships ended because of his inability to perform in the bedroom, if you know what I mean. Oh, wow. Okay. Which I think is quite rude of, like, the ladies in this situation. Like, okay, I get that they're teenagers, so they're probably not interested in anything serious anyway, but, like, you shouldn't shouldn't leave a person because of that, man. That's just rude. Mm. But anyway, moving on. So now, on top of everything else he was being bullied for, he was now worried that girls were gossiping about him and mocking him behind his back with the rest of the kids at school. And this apparently pushed him to make a suicide attempt because he couldn't deal with the thought of, like, more harassment from his peers. Oh, no. Um, But obviously that didn't really turn out that way because, you know, he, he survived. And things did start to look up for a bit for Andre in... 1957, when he was drafted into the Soviet army, um, he served his time and he had like a perfect record, perfect working record and everything like that. A few years after that, his sister introduced him to a woman who was also somewhat unlucky in the relationship department. And after a while, they got married. And despite his issues in the bedroom, they had a son and a daughter together. Oh, wow. He then took a course in Russian literature and began teaching the subject at a local boarding school. Even though he was doing quite well now in his life, there was still like a part of him that stayed that weak young man that was bullied and harassed. Yeah, I mean, that's difficult to shake. He had trouble keeping his students in line when they got out of hand, and his way of like dealing with the issue and sort of asserting his power was to sexually assault two of his students. Hey, what? Uh-huh. So... Right, he's got this, oh no, you know, people have harassed me my whole life. I'm not a very strong person. I'm a weak man. What, what, what. So how do how do people like this try to show that they're not weak? How do they show you that they're powerful and strong? <sighs> Unfortunately, it's usually sexual harassment. So that happened. But he wasn't punished for this in any way. This was when again? What year? Nineteen-fifties, probably. Yeah. This was no. This was probably somewhere in the nineteen sixties. Yeah, sexual harassment was considered um, like more of a what do you call it? A compliment back then. Yeah, unfortunately. So yeah, he wasn't punished for his behavior, and he was allowed to continue doing his regular duties at the school, Ugh. which included. Patrolling the girls' dorms. Hey, wait, what? Uh-huh. Yep. Now I'm just disappointed in human beings in general. Yeah, yeah. Ugh, okay. Eventually, the school had to fire him after more reports of sexual harassment and abuse came up. Duh. But aside from that, he was not punished any further. <sighs> okay. They were just like, no, can't work here anymore. Sorry, buddy. And then, yeah. He moved on. This I didn't actually write down in in my notes, um, but they had to, he got a job at another school um, in like a mm-hmm. smaller area. I think it was a smaller area, mm-hmm. but like the same sort of thing happened. So, you and know. And what did his wife do about it? Nothing, I don't think so. <laughs> I didn't see any mention of her saying or doing anything. I don't know if she believed it or not. I don't know if she felt like she couldn't say anything because... You know, like you said earlier, that was kind of like yeah, an okay thing to do. I don't know. I, I'm just thinking, like, if my husband got into trouble at work for sexual harassment, one time I'd be like, <laughs> like what the I'd fuck? be like, okay, what the fuck? What's this about? Okay, explain. And if he had a good reason, I'd be like, um, okay, maybe I will believe him. But if it happens a second time, fuck that. Something to the point hap- where you get fired. Yeah, then I can't. And then get fired at your new job. <laughs> exactly. Then I then I, I I can't just be like you know, your excuse makes sense. Then it's kind of like, no, something, something's happening. Mm. Anyway, sorry. So yeah. I, that was, I just, I was wondering. I'm like, I don't know how. No, that's a good, that's a good question. Um, I literally didn't find anything on like what she did about that. But yeah. Anyway, so he got Anyways. fired from the new place. Yeah. After a while, he kind of realized that the act of, sexual assault and violence made him feel sort of like stronger and I think he somehow wanted to 
prove to himself and others that he wasn't weak like his peers said he was when he was at school or like maybe sort of get like some kind of a revenge in a Mm. way like oh you thought I was like this I'll show you type of weird thing going on in his brain I think it's maybe not like I'll show you maybe it's just sort of trying to regain or recapture some of that loss that he's felt Mm. in his life yeah so he he decided to you know, go and murder some people. As one does. So, as one does. Now, I'm going to, um, like, skip the details of, like, the murders themselves, but I'll give you, like, a little bit of a, an idea of more or less how it went Mm, down. Because most serial killers have an MO. Okay, so we're doing, like, a little bit of a jump here. Sorry. (laughs) But by around... 1980 mid 1980s they'd found 23 bodies whoa okay okay. at first he was focused on women with a more experienced sexual history if you know what i mean Uh 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 the ones that charge yeah 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 they're a more obvious target because they're more likely to go with a strange a strange man into dodgy areas yeah yeah But he later moved his focus on two younger girls and boys who were easy to manipulate and overpower. Oh boy. Usually the bodies were found near train or bus stations or in wooded areas and they had all been mutilated to some degree. The mutilations always get me. Um, And evidence suggested that the majority of the body parts that Andre had removed had been done using his teeth. Uh -uh. Uh-uh. Okay, do I want to know what body parts? Um, Breasts mostly, I think it was. Um, I'm not sure if I read correctly, but I think somewhere, like, something to do with hands. Okay. Wow. Um, Yeah, but, like, women, I think it was mostly the breasts and, like, they... Um, chests would sort of be like kind of ripped open you Mm. know before leaving the bodies andre would remove the victim's eyes oh um, and he he mentioned that it's because there's like this belief or like kind of like a superstition that the last image a person sees when they died will be imprinted on their eyes which so kind of sounds cool you'll see the killer's image in the victim's eyes or something like that. So he has to take them out. Because he didn't want to get caught or because he liked the idea that he had the eyes? Like, I am the last thing you see and now I have your eyes? No, I I think it was to not get caught. I don't think he kept the eyes. Oh, okay. He just, like, took them out. So at first, police thought that these murders were, like, part of some sort of satanic cult or something because of, like, the... ritualistic nature of the wounds or that the organs of the victims were being harvested to be sold for transplants so it was like a very bizarre case for them like they didn't really know what exactly they were looking for because they'd never dealt with a case like this before Mm. and you know media wasn't really much of a thing (laughs) at the time so you know children were going missing without it really being noticed or without too much attention being being brought onto it. And it got to a point where police were arresting people who looked, like, even a tiny bit suspicious. Oh, wow. But, you, you know, like, that got nothing. Obviously, you can't just arrest random people and expect to find evidence of something. Yeah. That's, that's, that just proves how desperate they were, though, because yeah. that's a lot of paperwork. Look, it's it, it was probably around... Maybe like 1970s, I guess, when he would have started killing. I'm sure if you're thinking about the timeline of when he started working and then had to go to the new job and then like got fired from there. Uh, so it's yeah. like within a couple of years, there's already 23 bodies. Yeah, that's pretty intense. And a lot of them children. So yeah, they were desperate. <laughs> but yeah, they, they didn't get too many results from that. They did deduce, however, that since a lot of the bodies were found near public transport stations and stops, that the killer most likely used public transport frequently. So what they did was they stationed undercover officers that are dressed in, like, civilian clothing in certain stations to survey the areas in hopes of finding something or someone dodgy. 
Which I feel like is a much better strategy. Yes. Yeah. Arresting people would just alert um, alert the killer that something's happening and also just waste yeah. policemen's time where surveying areas, um, I think, yeah, it's a lot, a, a lot smarter use of energy and resources. One of the officers that was um, put at one of the train stations saw a man coming out from the woods who had what looked like a blood smear on his face and a bad cut on his hand. He watched as the man washed off his shoes and his coat, and then he went to ask to see the man's um, papers and identification. This man was obviously Andre, um, and at this point in time, he was a grandfather, and he was a very loyal Communist Party member. What? So the detective apparently... Decided he didn't have enough evidence or reason to arrest Andre. He came out of the woods with blood and a big gash. And he was just like, this just checks out. Uh-huh. So, okay. I I do mention it later on in my story. But they were convinced that they were looking for a much younger perpetrator. So, like, because of the really aggressive... I guess you could say, nature of the murders. They were looking for someone who'd probably be, like, very strong and very athletic. You know, a young dude, not some grandpa, right? Yeah. But even so, I feel like this man is coming out of the woods with blood on his hand. Kind of do something. Yeah. I'm like, it doesn't matter your age. It could could be a five-year-old child. I'm going to be like, what is going on? So, yeah, he didn't arrest Andre. He was let go. But this detective or police officer, whatever, um, he did file a report, at least, about what he'd witnessed on that day. So there was some kind of record that, hey, this man was here and this is what I saw. But the next day, someone found a body in that exact area of the woods. Oh, come on. Mm -hmm. So the police chief went through all of the records that they had on anyone that was considered suspicious at the time, and Andre, Andre obviously came up. Yeah. Thank goodness he wrote that report, eh? Thank goodness. Yep. It was the bare minimum yeah. that he could do, but he did it. Something That's happened. Something. I mean, he he wouldn't have been able to save that person because, like, at that point, they would have been dead anyway. So technically, he did still stop the next potential victim from being attacked, but hey. You could have gotten him, like, on the day, but what else? Yeah, like, I would have been, like, what happened and gone and investigated the area that he came right? from. Right? Yeah, at least have a look at the area. If you're not going to arrest the guy, at least, like, check out the area and then you've got his deets. You can, like, call him later and, like, be, hey. Sorry, I just Googled a photo <laughs> of this guy. 100% he looks like a killer. Oh, cray, I would cray, have, right? I would have totally taken him in for questioning and investigated. But I mean, okay, sorry, I'm getting. Is it the one where he's smiling like a psychopath? No, it's just the the mugshot where he's just oh. standing there staring at the camera blankly. Oh, I'll send a picture of the one where he's like smiling like a crazy person. I think that was during the trial. Oh my gosh. Okay. Anyway, so so he filed a report and they looked into suspicious people and Andre's name popped up. Yeah. All right. So. In November of 1990, Andre was spotted leaving a bar and trying to make contact with a young boy that they suspected he was trying to lure with him. And he was arrested. Okay, so. Good. At this point in time, he was also suspected of now more than 30 murders. Whoa. But there were no witnesses and they didn't have much evidence to tie him to the murders. Just the fact that he was seen... With blood in the area that one time. Yeah. But, like, again, you know, no evidence or anything was taken from him, so they can't, they couldn't, like, match the blood from it was, the smear on his face to the whatever. So, so it's, it's like, just to report suspicious circumstances. Yeah. What do they like to call it? Circumstantial evidence. Yeah. Circumstantial evidence, but, like, there was nothing, there were no witnesses, nobody could, like, prove that they, hey, they saw, I saw this, or. He said this or whatever. Mm. But they had arrested him and that meant that within 10 days they needed either strong evidence or a confession. Wow. And he confessed. Wait, what? (laughs) Right, shocker. They got a psychiatrist to speak to Andre one-on-one 
from morning until night. It was on the last day that they had him. They were like, listen, we, we're going to get this guy in. So on the last day, the psychiatrist came in and spoke to Andre. And he told Andre that he's, you know, simply there as a doctor with no judgment. He's just there to talk and listen and, you know, whatever. What psychiatrists do. Mm. So after a few hours of talking with the guy, he started to confess to the murders. He started talking about, you know, some of the things that he did and why he did them and, you know, all that weird serial killer stuff. He ended up confessing to committing a total of 56 murders. <gasps> Though they could only verify 53. But still, to verify 53 is, is already a lot. They only knew about 30 to start with. Right. Wow. Yeah, so the police were understandably shocked by this uh, because at the time they had only heard of and found 36 of the murders that were um, that he had committed. And as I said earlier, they were actually looking for a much younger person. Wow. So he was not even like one of their considerations for if a potential killer. I just keep going to the fact that that police officer put in the report. If he for any reason decided not to put in that report, they, they, he, he would not have even come up. Yeah, another would have the last 20 bodies. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. Paperwork saves lives. It does. To people all you admin people out admin... there. Yeah, admin's important. <sighs> right? It's boring as hell, but it's, it's important. important. Paper trails, man. Paper trails. Mind blown. He was declared fit to stand trial, and while he was in court, he had to be in an iron cage to separate him from the jury and the families of the victims, understandably so. Oh, to protect him. Yep. Yeah, yeah, I would imagine. <laughs> so while he was inside the cage, he apparently repeatedly burst into song, rambled and muttered some random gibberish, and at some point he pulled his pants down as well. I think that this was like some sort of attempt to plead insanity and like maybe get off a little bit. Or like, you know, not get such a harsh sentence. But despite his behavior, Andre was found guilty and he was sentenced to death. He was executed on Valentine's Day in 1994. I was three. I wasn't born. <laughs> anyway, so that that's the end of the Andre Red Ripper story. But I do have a fun fact. There is a Nestle candy that was originally called Redskins that's had its name changed to Red Ripper. And people like got all salty about it for good reason. And it's apparently coming out in 2021, if it hasn't already. Wait, I don't understand. It was called... The name of the... I don't know what it is. I think it's like a... Some kind of a candy made by Nestle was called Redskins. Yes. And then, and then the name changed to Red Ripper. And then people on the internet were like, um, excuse me, this is the name of a serial killer? That's, like, not a, a great improvement. <laughs> no. Couldn't they have called a it Red Rapper? on its own is a little bit... Cause, oh, Red Rapper Because then they cute. could have played on the idea of, like, like, all the advertising could have been, like, a rapper who always wears a red hood, so you don't know who the person is. Right. And it's like, chicky, chicky, Red Rapper, but spelt with a W, but a little W and a capital R. Damn it, I'm that like... That would have been so much better. Hey, no, all our listeners, I, I can track y'all. You can't steal my idea. No, I can't track you. But don't steal my idea. Patent. I'm patenting the, the, this. It's mine. Right. I'm It'll pitching it to Cadbury's. dated on the day that we upload. So anything that's called Red Rapper with the small W and a capital R is being stolen from us. Yeah, copyright. Yeah. That's my idea. <laughs> but yeah, no. I think Redskins on its own was not a very good idea because that's kind of creepy I mean, as hell. come on. Redskins. But like the Washington Redskins went through that whole thing. Like why would why would you think that this would be any more successful? Mm. I mean, did we learn nothing? <laughs> Apparently this candy thing is coming out in 2021, early 2021. So it might already be on the shelves. I don't know. Not in South Africa at least. I have to look up this candy now. No, I'm also doing it again. 
What a stupid name for a candy. What like what does Ripper have to do with the candy? Like red, okay, maybe I can get red because oh, that's why I can't find it. I said red slasher. Huh? <laughs> uh, red ripper. Oh they're lollies. Red ripper lollies? Oh yeah. Oh they're kind of like fizzes or something. What why ripper? They didn't have to they could have just called it red wrapper and it could have come in a red packaging. Yeah. Did you Google Red Ripper? Yes. Okay. Google Red Ripper lollies. And then you'll see there's pictures of Red Ripper packaging and then a picture of Andre. Oh, wait. Is he the one without the teeth? Yeah. Oh, he has teeth. What a creeper. He's Yeah, he's got teeth. But yeah, see that, that um the iron bars behind him? That's the cage he was in during the trial. What a creeper. Yeah. Ugh. So yeah, that's our guy. Um, yeah, he had to have his head shaved because of like I think it was something to do with reducing lice cases or something. So when you arrested, you have to have your head shaved. Oh, I wonder how. I'm just thinking how I would feel because to if have I was, your head shaved or was, to have lice, uh, both or to be arrested. <laughs> All of it. All of the above. Because, okay, one, you, because how dirty are those cells if everyone's getting lice? Mm. And two, if I was innocent, which I'm assuming I would be because, I mean, for me to do something illegal, I'd have to be pushed to my absolute human, emotional, like, intellectual limits to crack. So I'm assuming I'm innocent, but now I'm having my head shaved. That would suck. Yeah. Although I've always wanted to shave my head. I'm looking. <laughs> There's a petition okay. <laughs> for them to change Red, red Ripper oh, yeah? back to Redskins. <laughs> oh, no. No, guys, come on. You can't. Ch- like, why are we deciding between two terrible options? Why don't we just come up with something like Red Rapper? Right? Like, it's fucking candy, bro. Just change it to, like, something less creepy. They're both awful names. <laughs> they're both terrible no, no, neither of those sound like they are good tasting things they just sound bad yeah no uh. so yeah anyways that's that is my story of andre the red ripper and the story of nestle's bad decisions in naming their candy thank you jace i don't know what which You're of those welcome. stories was scarier <laughs> you know what i found really really cool about this whole thing though is that it's happening oh. this like name changing thing is happening in 2021 like how we don't have enough problems (laughs) right as if we don't have enough problems and all of this weird centuries old anthrax that's apparently popping out of (laughs) the the permafrost (laughs) hashtag global warming (laughs) (laughs) although apparently um because of the uh, months of quarantine and lockdown a lot of that Mm. stuff's reversed like apparently our ozone's a lot cleaner and healthier mm. and happier and is even the hole in the ozone has reduced um significantly um the rivers and stuff in china are clearing up quite nice the mm-hmm. pollution cleared up i mean it's very quickly getting back to where it was but yeah point is people i think we can end this thing on a positive note and just be like we are still in a position to change things around y'all okay wait i have one more one more thing so, you remember in 2012, there was that whole thing like, oh, the world's going to end in 2012. Well, and in then... 2011, there was a whole thing about it ending in 2012. But yes, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. So, there was like that whole thing that the world's going to end in 2012. Yes. 2012. 2012. 2012. <laughs> Shit, that's like a really long time to come. <laughs> Sorry, 2012. And yeah, so then like there were some people, I think it was last year, that they were saying, what if we got the dates wrong and it's 2021, not 2012? And I was like... Oh, that's actually now, a lot it actually makes a lot more sense <laughs> I know right <laughs> so yeah um, good luck in 2021 guys we might die yes okay so yeah that's it <laughs> so thank you for joining us in yet another episode um, as always we would love to hear your stories you can pop those over to us on any of the social media platforms we are on the insta we are on the twitter we are on the facebook um i what about that blog life yeah we got that blog thing happening now 
Um, but yeah, so you can submit a story anywhere. You can email it at uh, deadcuriouspod, one word, that's deadcuriouspod at gmail.com. You can also go to our mm -hmm. website where you can find all our social media links. Um, you can upload your story there, and that is deadcurious, one word, lowercase, deadcurious.co.za. And uh, yeah, we look forward to getting those stories. I'd love to do a first-hand encounter episode really, really mm -hmm. soon. And uh, as always... Uh, don't participate in global warming because you will cause anthrax to come back and kill us all. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye-bye. stop you there real quick because your s's are sounding very whistly sorry about oh, that, that suffering Sh do you hear the cat no she's mowing she mow, mow. Meow. i didn't hear her i'm gonna go get the cat <laughs> yeah like what is what are what is days what is it what is days what are what months hour Minute who is where? Who am I? <laughs> life. <laughs> what is a life? <laughs> what is me? What is okay. you? This is getting very <laughs> sad. And then I'll put do some... Like, do 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 like something. Wait, let's, let's maybe... Let's do some elevator music. Together. Let's just see what happens. Um, I'm going to start. Oh, okay. That, I feel like that's a bad idea. But I'm going to okay. start. Do um okay that's so lame <laughs> so ridiculous okay okay just put like a hey. clip of me wheezing <laughs> wow i just laughed like an old donkey <laughs> And you like a little piggy. Okay. The piggy that's been smoking for three years. So with global wor global worming. Global worming. <laughs> with global worming. I've got to get those like ear can uh, ear canceling headphones. <laughs> Noise canceling ears headphones. gone. <laughs> Not ears. Don't like ears? No problem. Uh, <laughs> ear canceling headphones. I made a note here. I forgot about it. Um about the uh, circles on the snow, on the lake. Mm -hmm. I was like, um, mm -hmm. who's to say that this Jim fella isn't an alien himself trying to phone home? Like he's like, it's an mm -hmm. art piece, <laughs> but maybe that's so lame, Moxan. I know. Oh yeah, trying to phone home. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Stranger things have happened. Okay. I guess Trump was president. Mm. Oh, 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 that was a thing, hey. Oh, it feels like so long ago. Oh, who's <laughs> getting political now, bruh? Okay, so the footage... The, the footage... <laughs> shut up! <laughs> sorry, sorry. If someone has died, do you say is or was? Was. His name was. Okay. I mean, I guess his name still is... Was. Was. I'm gonna say was. <laughs> yeah, was. <laughs> Okay. Warning, the following content contains graphics depictions of violence. Viewer discretion is advised. Well, listener description, 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 well. <laughs> listener, description. listener discretion is advised. <clears throat> remember that, remember that time I found a tooth in my muffin and then it was my own tooth. I, I do remember that that, that, that traumatized <laughs> me for days. Like I had nightmares about it, about finding body parts in my food after that. <gasps> Fucking neighbors are hooting again. I'm going to just leave that. I'm not going to repeat that whole part. <clears throat> no, no, no. Let's leave, leave that hoot hoot in there. Can you hear the car? No. Okay. Good. Because this, I don't know, this person's left their car on. It's just going. Gug, 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 gug. <sighs> I hate these neighbors. Okay. <clears throat>
he wasn't um was he not blah, blah, blah. <laughs> he wasn't blah, blah, blah. i'm not very blah, blah, okay. blah, either okay yeah right so beep so <laughs> what was beep. that please explain there's oh <laughs> beep are you like did you did you <laughs> the sp- neighbors who did again oh, did the I didn't hear. damn little car went like Meep. so i was like oh fuck you <laughs> i thought you were like self-censoring yourself <laughs> it's like you mother beep how the beep can you do that beep to me you beep beep <laughs> at first oh wait, 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 wait. Sorry, sorry 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 not going there yet <clears throat> can you say that again you broke up hello Oh, you broke up. (laughs) What was that? I hiccuped. (laughs) So one of the officers that was put in the train station, in one of the train stations, oh, sorry. (sighs) Messed that sentence up. And then? (laughs) And then? And then? Right. So, bloody cars. (laughs) Mm, So. Okay. Shh, shh, yourself, <laughs> bitch. I'm trying to get in the zone. Oh, yeah. sorry. Okay. My lights are off. I'm always in the zone. Oh, okay. Oh, man. I wanted to switch my lights off. You've been telling the story <sighs> in a light room. Yeah. Lame. And I wanted to have, like, a blanket and everything. Lame. Oh, Lame. Missed opportunities. We're going to have to record from the beginning now. I know. I'll have to start all over, and I'm literally on the, like, the last four sentences. Damn, now I have to act surprised through everything. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Carry on. Oh, you. No, you, Jessica. No, you. <laughs> right? Red rapper. Wiki, wiki. Red rapper. Ooh. That is my story of Andre, the Red Ripper. And... <laughs> and <laughs>